Hi, everybody. This is Travis from The Broom Show. Lower 22 Vets is a social media platform exclusively for active duty and veterans. Connect, communicate, and network with your own. Sign up is free and easy with giveaways each month. Download on Apple Store or Google Play. Today's episode is brought to you by Left Foot Right Foot Shirt Company. This is a veteran-owned, 100% nonprofit shirt company that donates all their proceeds from sales to charities focused on PTSD and mental health. These shirts are so soft, fit so well, and I guarantee they'll add a couple inches to your biceps. Go check them out and tell Mark I sent you at lfrfshirts.com. Just keep going. Here we go. Um, all right, everybody. So today we're here with uh, your veteran as well, correct? Navy veteran Daniel yes, uh, Para. Is that yep, how you pronounce perfect. your last name? Yeah, um, yeah that's perfect. Yeah, pretty cool story uh, about you from what you know I've seen in our in our discussions and what you you left in your uh, sign up and stuff. You know, so you've worked with the Coast Guard as a through contract work. Um, You've, you're a professor, you've done finance work for JP Morgan, and mm-hmm. now you got your own uh, coffee company that I've partaken in quite a bit, and I freaking love, um, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I love coffee, but uh, yeah, Veterans <laughs> Brewing yeah. Company, so yeah, yeah nice well, to have you. Yeah, thank you, brother. Yeah, it, it's kind of been a weird road, you know, I, I, I still do the whole finance and professor thing, but, uh, you know, this has been something I've slowly been working on and building more and more into And uh, veterans brewing company. Just, it just came out of nowhere during the whole COVID time. I mean, we're, we're, uh, you're in California, right? Correct. Yeah. I'm, um, I think you're in San Diego, correct? So I'm just like two hours North, basically. I'm, I'm pretty close. Nice. Nice. Where we're at. It's a town called Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah, see, it's like the drive-through town. It's um, <laughs> it's, it's the closest, I guess, town or like sp- place people know would be like Palm Springs. I guess that's kind of like the oh closest, yeah, closest. Yeah, area. yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, we uh, you know, being in California when COVID happened, you know, unlike a lot of other places, we got locked down, and you know that's okay. It, 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 it is what it is. But we saw a lot of uh people kind of struggling as well. Two nonprofits that. You know, support our brothers and sisters, and uh, we just kind of during the whole lockdown, we were like roasting at the house and getting all the logistics and teams and people that we know. We're like, hey, why don't we, you know, do something about it? Maybe we can help out. You know, people love coffee; it's a safe way. We can just, <clears throat> excuse me, use logistics to kind of ship things around. You know, no, no one has to be in contact and make it all work. And that's kind of what how it all kicked off. And we just kind of were like, hey, whatever profits we make, at the very least, you know, we'll be able to donate some of it away to uh, some of our, you know, uh, nonprofit organizations that support, you know, veterans. And if there's something that we can use to help build it and make it a little bit more, let's do that. And that's kind of just how it happened. It <laughs> didn't expect it to turn into a full-on business. We were just roasting for fun. And next thing you know, we, uh, we're signing up for LLC, getting websites, Instagram, and doing the whole nine yards <laughs> that's what's kind of crazy about like the whole COVID thing like you said for california i mean it was just it it was nuts like um yeah yeah, i 
the company I worked for before, all of a sudden it just shut down. Like nobody was allowed in the office at all. You know, all they allowed was like the production crew, but everybody was working from home. So yeah, you start thinking of different side things, you know, like, what can I do now? I got all this time. Like it's like time you never had before. Like I was telling, telling somebody the other day about it. I was like, man, I'd wake up like right before I have to start work, you know, before I'd have to wake up like a couple hours before drop the kids off and like, you know, make beat traffic and all this stuff. Now it was just like, Oh, I can wake up, log in, start working, be done exactly at like three o'clock. Exactly. So you start thinking of things to do, you know? Yeah. And you know what? And that's what we were noticing as well too. We had a lot of free time and, you know, we started just expanding like the flavors and taste. And I I got to learn how to do a uh, decaf. And I've never really understood that whole process, which is, it's a process. <laughs> but, you know, there's just so many little things that we had like a little bit of free time to do. And I was able to get associated with uh, Temecula Roasters and a couple of other crews. And they were all able to help us out really well. And yeah, just... And then this year, because now things are starting to go and we're moving and we're doing like farmers markets and this and that, we started doing uh, teas as well, too. That's the because we noticed like a lot of people liked coffee, but they wanted to change it up or their significant others, uh, you mm-hmm. know, wanted to have they, they weren't a coffee fan, but they still wanted to have something. And so now we're doing teas as well, too. So <laughs> <laughs> it just. It's been something that we're just growing uh, piece by piece. And uh, yeah, so just thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you bringing us on board to help explain what we're all about. Really do. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to jump on. And I know it's crazy. Everybody's running around because it, it, now we're getting back into like the old swing of things, you know, where, okay, now the roads are full again and everybody's going back to work and now everybody's at the house. So everybody, every, it's, it's weird to go back to normal after not having lived a normal life for like a year and a half yeah Um, so yeah i I greatly appreciate you taking the time to you know jump on and make time for for myself as well so um (laughs) yeah i want to dive in a little bit too into your into your background you know i know you were in the navy so what kind of led you down that path and what did you do exactly while you were in the navy yeah well i uh i got lucky i um so originally I was working with the Coast Guard doing a, a, some uh, contract work and a couple of people that I knew, they always said, definitely do the Mustang route. If you want to have that respect and that camaraderie uh, of leading a team, definitely do the Mustang route. And uh, for the listeners that don't know, Mustang route is basically where you're enlisted and then transfer over into an officer. Uh, and the reason why they said that to me was because I already completed my bachelor's degree by then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm down. Uh, so I uh, started working detainee transportation because as soon as I got to my first command, uh, you know how you meet your commander, you know, you get there, <laughs> you know, you're in your dress whites and, you know, you got the one little ribbon, you know, and he was asking me about, he's like, so tell me a little bit about yourself and let him know that I speak, you know, English, Spanish, sign language, Arabic. Hold on, hold on. Oh, speak wow. Arabic? And that brought me down a different path. Uh, I guess I uh, in the military, especially on the Navy side, we're known as your your position is known as a, a rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, my rate was AT, aviation tech. But everyone that knows me that that was that met me along the way, they all know I never turned a wrench, never fixed anything electrical, <laughs> never touched a damn thing on that bird. But uh, 
Yeah, they uh, I wound up uh, doing detainee transportation, um, which was an interesting, interesting career. Um, but it gave me a little bit of free time uh, while I was in. I uh, did get an injury to where they were going to process me out, unfortunately. But I was able to knock out my master's. Uh, you got a prisoner next to you. He's just sitting there. So might as well read and knocked out my, my master's while I was in and got the opportunity to basically as soon as I got out of the military to start teaching. And at this time, I was in Florida and things just weren't working out. I wound up making my way back home to, to California, uh, originally from L.A., and got lucky to work with some teams and stuff like that, came out here and wound up being a professor. But COVID happened. I went from having, what was it? I think six classes, seven classes I was teaching and then down to one. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, while we're hanging out, you know, just waiting to see what happens with this whole COVID thing. That's when I started changing into the, the coffee thing, like I was mentioning earlier. But uh, yeah, the Navy, I was hoping to go officer, wanted to be flying F-22s. But I mean, you know how it goes, military or just in life, things don't go as planned. And I, I tell my wife, uh, I, oh, my new wife, uh, yeah, recently kind of, married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, uh, I told her, and I was like, you know, this is not the road that I expected to ever be on. Like, I thought I'd be a bachelor living in Florida, flying F-22 fighter jets, you know? <laughs> Here I am, you know, married man, uh, working in finance, owning a coffee company, and we're looking to hopefully start building a family. So it is what it is, and just be happy with it. And yeah, the, not the road that I expected, but I mean, very blessed. You know what I mean? So that's it is true, though. There's so much of that where the Navy, maybe it's just in life in general, but yes, certainly in the military where things kind of just happen, it feels like, yeah. you know. Um, but one of the things, like, I applaud you that you did is you went to you took advantage of going to college while you're in because a lot of folks like myself. We, you know, we think about it. I'm sure you knew you came across a whole bunch of guys that were like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. I want to take advantage." And then you, they don't, and you get out, and you're like, "Holy crap! I don't have anything to my name besides the military." So, um, man, yeah, taking advantage of that while you're in, I think, is definitely sets you up for the long, the long run to get out of that transit to make that transition a little bit easier because now you got a little bit more options when you're getting out versus being how no matter how old you are with nothing besides a military experience because not every place you know takes that to the bank they're like they don't understand what that set any of that stuff you put on your resume is exactly exactly like it's 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 such a weird path but you know i gotta admit i did get lucky when it came to the whole schooling i just i i was always told you know uh growing up that you know you can buy a house you can lose your house you can buy a car you can lose your car you can buy Bye, bye, bye. There's a lot of things you can lose in this world. The one thing they can never take was your education. And uh, I kind of took that to heart. I was like, you know what? It, and especially when they said that, hey, they'll help pay for schooling and everything while you're in. I was like, fuck it. Let's do this. Let's just go ahead and knock it out, you know? So I, I just started working on it. And I I guess working in detainee transportation, I, had, I was lucky enough to have a little bit of free time. You're just sitting there. You know, he ain't going nowhere. He's locked up but someone has to be there. So I just pulled out, I had a century vest, which I, I, I stole, I kept because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my little souvenir, but underneath it, I had enough room to hold one book. 
And so that's how I was able to just carry my book everywhere I needed to or my notes. And that's just what I did. And so it did because I knew one day I knew the military wasn't going to be forever, but at the very least, the schooling will be. And so I was like, let's just knock it out. And I did. I got all the way to where it was only like two more classes right before I got uh, uh, separated. And then one semester, knocked them out, started working right away to as teaching. So Holy crap. Yeah, yeah it was. But you know how it goes, man. You know, when you're in the barracks, I, I, I literally had the option. You can either go party, which was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. You know, the barracks parties were always cool. Um, <laughs> you know, going out to the towns and wherever we're heading to. Or if you just want to be a little bit of a penny pincher, save a few bucks, hang out, read a book. <laughs> That's what I did. So um, definitely more mature than most people. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do miss out. I missed out on a lot of that fun, a lot of the fun. But I still had a good time. You know, uh, I met some amazing people in the military. That I mean, they're lifelong brothers and sisters, and just. You know, just really lucky to have that opportunity. But I did want to make sure I, I got something out of it for myself. And uh, yeah, at least I got the schooling done. I didn't get to fly F-22s, damn it. But, you know, <laughs> still got a master's, which uh, definitely helped me out in, in this world that I'm in now. So <laughs> mm -hmm. so if you if you aren't going to be, you say you're medically discharged. So if that wasn't going to happen, say if that injury or whatever it is never came about, do you think you would have stayed in? Was that your original goal was to do 20 and, you know, hang it up after that or. Yeah. You know, that sounded like the cool opportunity, you know, if you were able to fly and, uh, but it is questionable. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, you probably have some buddies that did go officer or you met someone that did. And even though they were officer, they left after six years or after four or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they also have it, you know, uh, you know, tough on their end. And so it just kind of happened to where I was hoping that it would. And if it did, you know, I, I, my normal routine, fuck it, let's just do it. And <laughs> if that's what would happen, awesome is what I was thinking. But I was kind of just rolling with the dice and seeing where it landed. And uh, I was lucky to to go with a couple of guys that we were all trying to do this Mustang route. And uh, a couple made it. There's only like four of us, and uh, one didn't. He wound up going. Uh, he's now a warrant officer, but two others did go officer. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a badass. That motherfucker right there again, going warrant officer. You know how that goes, man. Those guys, they, they work at their asses off. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like on my ship, on we had a CWO four at the time. I think he was like one or two in the entire, like one of the two in the entire navy with that. And yeah. I, that dude was a fucking savage. Like, oh yeah. Bosun Milligan, man. That dude was fucking crazy. Yeah. I always tell this funny story about him. That's how crazy this guy was. Uh, uh, we were doing a Raz, I think uh, it was, a replenishment C, you know, and he got a, like a thing of no explode, just the powder, and put it in his hand and, and just threw it and just threw it in. Like, I, I can't remember if it was nighttime or in the morning. I just know it was dark. And we we're like, holy shit, you know, we're in the muster. We're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And he he's like, let's go, let's like high five yeah. people, hit everybody on the back, let's fucking do it. It's like, oh shit, all right, Hell like, yeah, man, we're doing it, we're fucking going now, man. Like, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, you know, it, 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 gosh, it, I love them, every single one of them, but everyone that I met, I mean, they were just some amazing people to work with. And warrant officers, I mean, 
I mean, there were dimes right there for sure, man. Those guys were killing it. And uh, the officers, though, one of them wound up uh, going, uh, uh, he's working on, uh, he's doing prowlers. Uh, I can't keep forgetting the name, especially right now because we're interviewing, but the seat behind the pilot. Can't think of the guy that fly, the, the, the guy that's right behind the pilot. Huh? Are they called co-pilots or something? I don't know if, if there's yeah. a specific term for it, but. I can't remember the term right now, but he wound up getting that. And uh, so now he's, uh, every once in a while, like, I see him posting, uh, you know, running through canyons with his, you know, his jet and just, oh, God, so jealous. But, I mean, at the same time, he's looking at it saying, like, I'm done. And he's only now, I think he's now at 11 years, but he's saying, like, he's going to get out and go be a civilian engineer. And, uh, you know, to his their own. And you know how it goes. There's sometimes the big blue weenie will totally fuck you. And I think he's at that point where he's just done with it. So, but I mean, he still got to live that dream and, and, you know, that's a hell of a one to live. So, uh, yeah, it would have been cool. I, I mean, I think it would have been awesome to do the 20 if it was a, a you know, God willing, but I just accept it. You know, it is what it is. Um, I mean, would have been cool, but I got a really, really cool life right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. You know, I think that outlook is, is like the great, the best way to have it to our best mindset going into it. Cause I know like I've talked to a lot of folks so far doing this and it's like kind of a mixed bag. Like everybody's experiences are different, but somewhat the same, but then their transitions out. Like some people take it really hard. Some people yeah. come out and they, they're like, Oh man, unsca almost unscathed. I guess you can say, you know, like they, found something right away they had a really good plan for their transition yeah. mm -hmm. um like what well, i can't remember who it was exactly that i was talking to um god he has a his own charity and stuff but he was even saying that they should like implement more programs while you're getting ready to transition out to where yes. you can be prepared kind of like yourself but i mean you did it all by yourself and then there's those if you're enlisted and say you just do four years or whatever it is you're I mean, you're still freaking 22 years old when you're getting out, most likely. Exactly. And you don't really know what the hell you're fucking doing, you know. Yeah. So I, I think those are important things. Hopefully, that does happen because uh, you're probably the first or second person I've talked to that's had like some type of structure while they're in and then leading out, you know. And it's because not everybody does. I mean, I'm, I certainly didn't, and a lot of folks I've talked to haven't. So yeah. Um, did that easier transition specifically, you know, coming out and knowing, Hey, I got all this military experience, but now I also got the degrees to back me up as well. Yeah. So, and like you said, you got that, that teaching job or professor job. So was it tough getting out for you or was it like, Oh, this isn't too bad. Well, uh, it, it was, I'm gonna go lie. It was tough. Um, I mean, uh, it was a hindsight though. Like it was, you know what I mean? Like in the beginning it was like, I, cause when I stepped out, I kind of freaked out. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. You know, I was like, I thought I would be, you know, hopefully being a pilot and all this stuff. And I didn't expect to use this degree anytime soon. Like I was thinking it's, it's there. And when we get out, see what happens, you know, not, Oh shit. Guess we're going to put this thing to use now. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember I, I started working with a, a museum uh, called the, the Cumberland Museum and Gardens in uh, Jacksonville. They're connected with the Smithsonian. And was teaching as well, too, at uh, uh, elementary school and just hopping around, trying to make it happen. I was dating a woman at the time uh, that just and it didn't work out as well, too. So 
jobs weren't panning out right, you know, relationship wasn't panning out right, and kind of came back, you know, with like almost felt like with my my tail between my legs, you know, come back to Cali, you know, and I was just like, what am I doing? But I kind of was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You know, I do have the military. I also have the VA loan, which I was able to use to uh, the the for for school because I I used the master's while I was in, and then used the uh, the post nine eleven after and got my doctorate. Um, but I didn't. I mean, it, it's kind of hard. Well, you you gave me this question earlier. I was kind of thinking. I was like, it was tough getting out because again, you're you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But you just got to kind of just roll with the punches. You know, I, I was working, I did even GNC, uh, working with them for, I think like a month and a half or something like that. Um, I did security as well too, for a couple of months and just kind of just it was whatever was coming. Hey, sure. Let's try it. Uh, project management as well too. And the whole professor slowly started to build and I was like, okay, we can break off and actually do it on our own with that. And, uh, than COVID, but <laughs> it, it, it is what it is, you know, it, it just kind of got to accept it. And the biggest thing, I mean, I would always tell every single enlisted or officer, get a plan for your plans, backup plans, backup plan, mm. have multiple plans, you know, accept more than anything, always see the glass half full and just accept it. Um, and lastly, I always tell everyone, you got hearing problems more than likely. You got bad legs, knees. You busted your your hip or some nerve damage. Broken fingers for me as well. I mean, there's always something. Get mm-hmm. your VA situated as well too, and do that while you're in. Get it all fucking done. If you do it, at least you have a fighting chance. You got a little bit of a money coming in. You have if, if you did your twenty, at least you got your retirement set up. Put yourself in a place. It's it's hard though. It's hard. It's really hard to see long term for a lot of people. And I just kind of was like, well, if it is, it is what it is, and let's just see what happens. And I I definitely say that the biggest thing out of it all though, see a glass half full. It is what it is. You're not going to be always prepared. The job's not going to pan out. The education not even going to work. I, I got a doctorate in education. And I'm in, I work in finance, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. And just, you just got to accept it and just kind of roll with the punches and it's still going to be a beautiful life. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, we were, I was watching that. What is that? That's a uh, stupid movie. Uh, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> I haven't I, seen that. You know, I, 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 I see that and I'm like, that's really just life period. Like you think you're going to do this. You think you're going to do that. You're going to be oh, doing this and making millions and, you know, bitches everywhere, the whole nine yards. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're living in your mom's basement, <laughs> you know, or it's you're, you're, uh, you know, working at, you know, Joe Schmo's oil change, you know, it is what it is, but just, mm-hmm. you still got a great life. You're still here. You're still, you know, above the ground. You ain't six feet under and so it's a hard, hard pill to swallow, though, to accept, you know, Joe Schmo's oil shop living at home, you know, after you've been living on your own, partying all around the world, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. It's tough. And uh, 
yeah, that's one reason why I'm so glad I can, you know, donate so much and do whatever we can to help support, you know, our brothers and sisters because it's a hard transition. It really is. I just got lucky to just try to see it half glass full as much as I can. Yeah, I think that's that's very important to do is not I mean for every not for everybody it happens like that. You know, some folks yeah. maybe it takes them a long time and they start seeing it that way. They're where they're like, man, like it's not that bad. Because I mean, certain circumstances or whatever it is, mindsets too. I think a lot of that plays a, a factor into it, like you said. Um, being prepared, like you're telling other enlisted individuals or officers, like, man, if you're going to get out, start making a plan and a plan for that plan. Because I think a lot of folks, uh, talk, yeah, because you need to. And I, I wish somebody would have told me that, you know, when, when I was in, because I think a lot of folks have a plan that gets them to the military. Because a lot of people I've talked to, um, knew they always wanted to go that route. They're like, man, I always know it's going to go the military route. But then I was one of those individuals, but I never had a plan for afterwards. And I think that's the trap where you got to realize if you're going to enlisted, maybe you only do four years. You go in, think you're going to do 20, but like you said, maybe something happens, you get hurt and you can't do 20. So now you got to get out when you don't want to get out. And now you're, if you haven't planned for anything, um, you can get screwed. I mean, you can really set yourself back. And mm -hmm. that's one of the things I've told uh, some folks I've known that, that I've met that are younger that have gotten out of the military. If I see them like anywhere, I'm just like, you know what? You're 22 years old. Don't be down on yourself. I, I get that sucks because you feel like, man, you're behind the curb. That's how I felt. Yeah. Like, man, I'm 22. I got no degree and everybody graduating from college is my age and they're getting jobs. I, I was doing the same thing like you were doing. You know, I was just working. Yeah. crap jobs to just get by i was like whatever it's a job hate it and uh that's a dangerous thing also though because a lot of folks get trapped in like this mindset thinking i can't get out of this i'm just in this endless cycle of crap job crap job crap job but it's like man yeah stop worrying it's about what other people are doing mm -hmm. you're it's it's funny i was telling somebody this before i was like we're so resilient when we're in the military and if for some reason man when we get out we fold hard. I don't know what it is. Not that's that's mean to say, I guess. But generally, a lot of veterans like fold on themselves. Like you yeah. start internalizing a lot of stuff, and you don't, yeah. like you said, see the big picture. It's not that bad, man. Like, yeah. it's only temporary, you know. And yeah. it, you can get yeah. yeah. You see, like I, I met a guy that, and uh, I won't say his name, but uh, the guy was literally working at uh subway uh homeboy though i mean had a silver star mm. uh i mean he was i mean chest candy was a fucking christmas tree you know <laughs> i mean homeboy was about that life and i mean he went over to uh iraq afghanistan did the whole nine yards next thing you know he's working at, at subway and it is what it is mm-hmm he was bummed out because he saw me come in and was like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, man, it's kind of hard to see through it all because he, he just started going back to school. He was 26 at the time, you know, so he's going to school with 18 year old kids. What he felt felt like, you know, kids, but they're 18. He's, he's like, <laughs> I'm almost, you know, you know, a decade ahead of them, but we're all in, in school together. And, uh, I was like, Hey man, you, it's that's your that's your road. I was like, I guarantee you, 
you're going to have that, you know, that degree in four years. And when he's and you step up into that position, that role, they're going to see a difference between you and that kid that has been in the in that role for a while. But you have some real life experiences that mm -hmm. that child mentally, you know, he's, he's a grown man, but mentally he's a child compared about the experience that you've already, you know, ob obtained. And uh, more than and then also, I would also tell him this is that, you know, it's kind of hard to see through the muck. You know, mm -hmm. you are working at Subway. Take it, take it as, as it is, you know. It's hard, though, when you see, you know, some 22-year-old kid, you know, that shows up in a brand-new Mercedes, <laughs> you know, and you're over here after serving, you know, multiple wars, you know, chest candy for days, but you now, like, you're asking, do you want uh, mayo and mustard, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's that's a really fucking big pill to swallow right there. But, uh, you know, now... He uh, he does work with me at, at JP Morgan, and uh, and all it's it's a different ball game for sure. He's definitely looked at and appreciated much more than than most, and uh, it's kind of. But again, it's hard to see it. It's so hard to see that long term planning, and uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm blessed to have that guy with me now. But yeah, it's it's a tough <laughs> thing for for some of our guys, man. It just just watch them kind of just struggle for so long. You know, I, ah, God, I, I gotta admit, I count my blessings daily, you know, that it just, I just kept pushing through, just kept pushing through. Yeah. That's, that's the hardest thing to do, I think is to, to keep pushing through. I mean, cause I, a lot of folks have had those days where that I've talked to, you know, and they're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. And you start thinking you get into your own head way too much. I think it's, that's easy to do. Um, but like, that's what you're saying with him working at Subway. This just reminded me yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday I was getting my haircut, you know, my barber, he was in the military. We're talking, he's like, Oh, I'm going back to school. He's like, I think I'll become a teacher. He's like, I want to be, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Like, man. And he's like in his mid to late thirties. He's like the same age I am. I'm like, man, that's fucking awesome. You know? And then yeah. he's like, yeah, he's like, you could tell he got excited. Like he started talking about it and like what grades he wants to teach and stuff. And it's like, man, that's, that's cool because like uh, there's been the first few times I got my hair cut there. He, he was like, Oh, you know, yeah, it's just a cut hair. I flew with my parents still. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. You know, I was like, but it gets better. I was like, I was like, Hey dude, it's, it might suck, but everybody has their own situations. At that time I was working like fucking a shit job. I was probably liking security. I think I might've been working security at the time too. And it's like, dude, yeah. Like it's not pretty for everybody, man. You know, and you have to stop comparing yourself to what other people are doing. That's, I think that's part of the problem with for veterans. Because, man, you it's oh, like yeah. you're saying what you're you're serving somebody a sandwich, and that dude, that twenty year old kid just rolled in in a freaking Benz. You're like, man, I've gone to war, or I've been on deployment. I've served my country. I've done all this freaking grunt work. I was respected mm -hmm. every single day, saluted for some folks. And then you get out and it's, you're just a fucking person yeah. uh, to everybody. They don't care what you did, who you are. That's a tough pill to swallow. I know it was for me. It was like, man, people are just talking to me like down to me and they don't know who I am, but it's like, I can't, ex you can't expect people to know, or, you know, I guess to, I to understand. I think that's, you want the respect and then how are they going to understand anyways? So it's this, it kind of is a, a tough pill to swallow yeah 
being a veteran, especially in the beginning. You uh, you brought up a good point though. You did uh, when the minute he started talking, uh, your 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 barber started talking about you know schooling and what grade he wants to work in and all. That's such an another. That's an important thing to also see is that that passion and dream of or that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, just holding on to that that you know that value of what you really want to do in that role. You know, oh, I want to teach this. Okay. So then you start looking at the classes. Okay, well, this one's going to help me dictate, uh, you know, whatever for that that education level that I want to teach at, or it's going to help me articulate uh, things a little bit better. And it's hard though, but like, because you got to hold on to that dream mm-hmm. that's five years, six years, ten years, whatever it is, down the road, and trying to see it while you're working at Subway or. I have another one that I just met uh, for Veterans Day. We had a thing. Uh, he was an officer, got out, and was working as a as a uh, grocery store down in Miami. Oh, damn. You know, just work, it, officer, the whole nine yards. He was there for uh, six years, did everything. You know, he's, he's the shit. He's an officer. Yeah. Gets saluted <laughs> on a regular basis. Morning, sir. <laughs> and now he's over there bagging. What would you like, paper or plastic? You know, <laughs> it's, and now he's working with me. It's just, it's hard to see because he wound up getting, uh, he wanted to go get his master's, his MBAs from what me and him were talking. And that's how he was able to get the position. And, but before that, getting to that point, that's a tough one as well, too. You know, just kind of seeing like I was getting saluted every day by, you know, 20 people as I walked into the command, 20 people as I'm walking back out. And now I'm helping out their, you know, their wife or whatever saying, would you like paper or no plastic? I'll I'll make sure to stack it properly, ma'am. Yes, Mm ma'am. It's, that's a tough way, but got to hold on to that passion and that, and that dream. Got to hold on to that, man. You got to have a dream. I I, I think that's probably the most important thing actually, you know, but now that we're talking about it, you got to have a dream that you are willing to fucking fight for. You got to be ready for that. You know, gosh, I, that's it. That's got to be the winner right there. You got to be like, you no, know, you're willing to do whatever you need to do to get that dream. That's yeah. the reason why you're leaving. Not because your command commander or your superior is a fucking asshole. It's simply <laughs> for the fact that that dream that you want, it's not going to work here. It's going to work there if I do this. And so that's it. That's the key. That's the fucking key. I didn't even think about that until just now. I've been trying to figure out this for a while. <laughs> Because everyone's always like, what? You did what? You got a doctorate? I'm starting another master's because work's giving it to me for free. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, man. It's free. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a whore when it comes to free stuff, man. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love giving out free stuff. I'm going to send you some more uh, some teas. I forgot to send them out. But I love free things. Uh. And so when they told me, they're like, oh, we'll give you an MBA. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> I signed up. So we're going to be starting that one up, too, while we're at it. But yeah, man, just you gotta have that dream now. I, I've been trying because we were talking, everyone's always asking, like, why did you do this? Why are you only why do you have this coffee company when you work in finance or you're a professor? Why? I'm like, well, this is not the world that I wanted. Fuck it, man. It's great. It's fun. You know, look at I'm talking to you now, man. Yeah. About I donate money to a bunch of nonprofits and they're it's helping people get, you know emotional support pets or sending veterans down to do protect, uh, protection for uh, poached animals down in, uh, in Africa. You know, it, it's, 
you gotta just roll with it, man. Shit. I'm I'm gonna go lie. I'm loving life. It's hard. It's really hard to yeah. do it. And I feel bad. We gotta we gotta I gotta say it to this and to the people, anyone that watches it, I'm lucky to have a wife that just accepts the wild road that we have. <laughs> <laughs> She's just kind of like, oh, okay, let's do it. That's <laughs> that's probably the key people. right there, to be honest. Just someone that's willing to just roll with the punches with you on it. And so, I mean, she shows up to like when we do like a cars and coffee at some of the events that are around here and she'll roll with me, help me unload and help me serve, you know, free coffees or whatever, just to like help encourage the name. And yeah, I got lucky on that one. She just, she's, she's putting up with the, all the bullshit. Uh, it kind of reminds me there's a, a comedian bill burr who has a joke he said like every relationship has a dreamer and then when that's the realist i swear yeah. the realist is always the wife man I, for, it is <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is man i i got lucky that one just i mean my wife uh amanda god bless her i love her so much she just we just got married we did a and you being navy you probably laugh at it we went on a cruise ship and so everyone I, I t exactly everyone I tell is Navy. They're just like, man, why would the hell would you go back on a ship? <laughs> hey, I did the same thing for my honeymoon. We, I was against it for the longest time. I was like, man, I told my wife, I was like, I've been on the ship. I've been on deployment. I've been on the water. I, I don't want to go back. I don't want to do it again. She's like, well, this is different. She's like, this is different. You won't be working. It's like all luxury and stuff. I was like, oh, my God. I, like, I just don't want to be on the water. I'm over it. I never I didn't like the ocean before I joined. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you got you can't lie man being on the cruise ship is wow that's a, and definitely not being on the on a carrier that's for damn sure like hell no, nice. man. It, it, the uh what was it and uh for 70 bucks because we did uh this new ship that was with princess i think it was like 70 bucks man i'm giving them the fucking hookup they better hook me up with this thing those bastards uh i mean they, it was busy as hell but uh trying to get a wedding plan but getting on there unlimited alcohol for like 70 bucks fuck man we had drinks for breakfast lunch and dinner you know oh, yeah. so yeah it was it was good and uh this was also her first you know cruise i've done a few but having her come along and she's now all about it so uh for any navy uh definitely check it out i mean because it's a different <laughs> way of life and it's nice to know that you, you don't have any uh you know work working parties or <laughs> uh mustard stations or that shitty ass uh what is it uh spaghetti for breakfast <laughs> you know uh, what I, i'm the more people i've talked to i'm pretty happy i ate what i ate on the ship because man i've i've complained to a bunch of folks and they're like oh man try eating mres for fucking like weeks and i'm like oh that sucks man i was like yeah. i had i was like out for on my deployment there was a stretch where it was like one side of the galley was like a different type of chicken every day. It'd be like chicken patties, chicken nuggets. And then it'd be like, I don't know, tender strips. It was yeah. like all kinds of weird shit. The other side was just burgers or cheeseburger every day. Wow. Like, man, I'm happy that's all I ate <laughs> compared to some of these stories, man. Cause I'm like, that, that shit's yeah. rough. But uh, yeah, I, like, when you hear, you talk to some of the guys, I mean, one was, uh, uh, I won't give his name out as well, but I'll never forget. Uh, he would literally, literally eat spaghetti noodles, just noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's sad. Because the, uh, the uh, captain of the ship or whatever uh, uh, gave all their food 
to uh, some crew or some some uh, people in like the Philippines or something like that. And of course, they got an award, a medal for doing that type of stuff. But I mean, everybody was living off you know spaghetti for the next two three weeks until they got to the next port. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it's some people like, I mean, yeah, you get burgers and chicken and then other ones are like, you know, Hey, uh, what do we, what can we survive off of? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Well, that's how it works. You know, like even, um, uh, my best friend and I were just cracking up about this, um, on our deployment, we, on our tiger cruise from, uh, from Washington state, we went there, picked up family members and we came back to Coronado nice. and they had like lobster and, all this like fancy shit we're like where the hell has this been for freaking where, where the fuck like, eight nine this? months like what the fuck like cheesecake and like, like the cheese guys... mess. yeah it's like what the hell did you guys just pick this up where this been i was like what the hell yeah. like when my parents picked me up they're like where do you want to eat i was like i just don't want chicken i was like i'm, I'm fucking yeah. over chicken man i was like i've just i think we went to in and out which is okay. I'll, I'll sacrifice a burger for that, but yeah. Yeah, like chicken, no, you know, I'm good. But yeah, my buddy and I were cracking up about that. We're like, that's some fucking crazy shit. Yeah. His dad was like, oh, it's not that bad on here. It's like, what the hell? We weren't eating that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it, it's, it's, I noticed was, I saw like, what was it on a, they were doing a, a submarine on uh, the discovery channel. It was a brand new class, the whole nine yards. God bless those guys that, that did that stuff, man. Shit. I, uh, but they were showing like at the time, like, oh, yeah. Well, so today we're going to be having uh, steaks and lobsters. And everyone that I was with, because it was at one of the barracks uh, uh, time, and the, everyone was like, bullshit. Bullshit. We don't get that shit. <laughs> everyone was like, that's fucking bullshit. It's just, just advertising it. Come to the Navy. You'll you'll eat noodles later for when you're actually here. <laughs> yeah, it, it uh, a perfect example of like how the Navy lies. So like my recruiter, he was a second class pay officer. I think he yeah. had told my mom. He's like, oh yeah, I've never even been on a ship. And he's like, yeah, I've never even seen the been on the water. So my mom was like, oh okay. And then, you know, you get in, you figure, you learn that you have to do like four years sea duty, three years, three years shore duty. I'm like, this guy, yep. hell of a lot. <laughs> Not that I've complained. I mean, that was kind of the whole purpose, you know, it's fucking, I want to be on the ship, but it always just cracked me up because my mom took that to the bank, man. She was like, oh yeah, that's, I yeah. it's like, no, actually he had to fucking be on the ship at one point or sea duty to, to get here. And those, I mean, those recruiters, they know how to play the game, man. You know, they, we got told one time uh, or when I was coming in, uh, it was a best friend, a friend that I you know, love to death. Nice guy getting married. And I was like, hey, don't worry, man. Recruiter said I could, I'll be able to make it. Yeah. So I, I finally made it back after, I think, like seven months or something like that in the military. He was already married for three and a half. He's like, I told you, bro. I told you they won't go let you. I was like, the recruiter said that it was okay. Yeah. Played me, played me. But they got to make the game. They got to make it happen to get those uh, numbers and the people. Because I'm here now. I'm being told like the uh, recruiting is like super low for like, like, or they're not able to get, they're not able to meet uh, quota right now. Is is that true? Probably because it kind of lately I've seen like a lot of, um, I don't know if it's a Navy person, but there's some Navy dude. I get, I'm guessing it's Navy. That's on my Instagram. 
Yeah. Uh, I follow. He's always posting stuff like, uh, oh, you want free college? You want to travel the world? Like, join the Navy. So I'm guessing that that's maybe their new pitch is the whole free college. Yeah. You know, like, hey, come get free college because that's like the whole, the whole, one of the major issues in today's <laughs> society, you know, it's like, uh not I having mean, to pay for or having to pay for college so yeah yeah that was and there's another thing i remember because i was also working with a professional development department while while i was transitioning out i think the biggest issue that you brought up something you made me think about something that they don't tell you about all the benefits that you can get while you're in mm. you know like they had this uh the it's called the clep program where college level examination something basically you can just take these tests and it's basically they'll give you college credit for if you pass this test instead of taking the class and so it's completely free as well too you just show up on a friday afternoon for a couple hours and you take a test and if you pass sweet you get a college credit no you don't no worries you didn't pay for anything and so Yeah, and no one knew about this. And so I, I remember I created like this little pamphlet to make sure that when everyone that was coming into the command saying, hey, you guys, FYI, if you get an opportunity, here's some free courses that right now that can give you college credit and also looks good on your uh, on your pedigree, showing that you're actually doing something outside of you know your command for yourself. And people were using it and people were really happy that I offered that, but no one knew. Every other command that I went to everywhere else, no one even talked about it. And so, yeah, it's just, it's really, really, uh, how can I put it? Not to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm bashing the military. <laughs> well, that's a hard thing to do and then still be like, I love it, you know? <laughs> you know it, it, it's just like you have a lot of people that just, I think there's a lot of skaters, you know, a lot of people that are just skipping by, just doing the bare minimum. Oh, yeah. And in turn, yeah, you know, uh, so, they just missing out on opportunities to help offer for your, you know, your brothers and sisters uh, while you're in. And that's just, that's, I think a big, big problem. A really big problem is that a lot of people just, that's part of the reason why as I was getting out uh, right before I, they asked if I was going to stay or not, if I wanted to stay or not, I said uh, I'm done was because they, you know, we protect our own and we help, you know, ensure that, oh, let's, you know, let's give them an opportunity, give them an opportunity. Problem was, is that we've given so many opportunities to so many people mm. that just don't fucking deserve it. Yeah. And so that was one thing that I noticed while I was in, there were a couple of people and I won't name their names, but they, if this goes out, they'll, everyone knows exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. That just basically were skating somehow got away with a lot. and. Still in the military somehow. Still in the military, probably by now, at this level, they should be a chief, which is scary. Scary to know that we let so many people just slide. When in reality, we should have said, get the fuck out. There's the door. You know, give us the, let's get someone else that actually does care, that actually wants to build the future for themselves and for, you know, the military. And that was my biggest issue is that you just see some of these. And to know now, I know for a fact, the one that I'm talking about, she is more than likely a chief. And that sucks. And so 
for those that don't know that are not navy that's what is it e7 right e7 yeah e7 yeah. Yeah. that's e7 and to know that that person that skated that long to get to e7 oof gosh man and i i feel bad to know anyone that's leading under under those type of people you know i think that's the re retention problems right now that's a big reason it's because of that you let mm -hmm. you know so many people skate for so long now they're in a leadership role and now you have, everyone else has to deal with it, but you're not going to let them go because they're a leader, a shitty leader at, at, at most. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think so. that. I think that that kind of made me think of. I think it was in God. I want to say it was like 2008 or 2009 ish. Like Navy started to downsize, and yep. there was a few guys that I worked with. Um, one in particular, I won't say his name either, but um, I think he was E five at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, second yeah second class pay officer and he man he was like the smart one of the smartest guys if not the smartest in our division you know he's probably he was definitely top three he like he knew everything all the freaking manuals like if you had any questions you'd go to him and he'd fucking point you in the right direction and they get oh, the yeah. maybe forced them out because i don't think yeah like his air surface pin or something like like something stupid like that but it's like okay so one of the smartest guys who loves this shit you freaking like just fucking go navy, hoorah, motherfucker. You just, yeah. hey, sorry. And that's kind of like what you're saying. And the guys that don't, who are bullshit and everything, you know, they don't give a fuck. No. And now they're E7s, E8s, senior chiefs, and all this crap, or even a, a first class pay officer. They got a little bit of a little pull too, you know, and it's like, yeah. okay, wow, you've been in for 15, 20 years just fucking around. Mm -hmm. And now you're in charge of other people. And I think that's a kind of a bad trickle down effect, like you're saying, especially yeah. when it comes to preparing young sailors or whatever it is, officers even mm -hmm. for that transition process, you know, like, man, I wish you were at my command. Cause I would have been like, fucking got that pamphlet. My ass would have been looking at it and said, I was too busy fucking around because nobody ever talked about that shit, especially Especially like the medical part, like in your VA, I, I still never got my VA stuff taken care of, which is horrible. But like yeah. that whole transition, if I were smart at the time or would have prepared better, I would have done mm -hmm. like kind of what you you said that you did. And uh, another individual I talked to said he did the same thing when he was leaving the army, started getting all his ducks in a row with the VA before. Right. Like so, yeah. man, he was like ready to rock and roll the second he got out as well. I'm like man, that is the smartest thing to do um, so what i've been telling a lot of people that are in your your level right now where you know you've got out you didn't get the va organized for yourself and stuff uh i got lucky now before i say their name i got I, i'd rather you know the the whole thing first <laughs> uh so it's a company that basically will help get the paperwork organized help get everything done no charge, no charge, no charge, no charge, unless you get a rating. And if you get a rating, uh, they want six months of it. And I was a little skeptical, but I was like, you know what? I mean, if I get it, it'll help take care of everything, uh, you know, for the rest of my life. Also, you know, fuck it. Let's go ahead and go down that route. A lot of paperwork. They help get uh, scheduling for psychologists, uh, hearing, uh, the the medical for when I had my fingers busted and everything, and for my back, uh, and a bunch of other little things that happened. They were 
able to get it all done and organized. And in Trinity, I was able to get a good rating. Uh, but the biggest issue and the hardest thing to swallow is that they're taking six months of your pay. Mm. And so uh, it's called Veterans Guardian. I don't know if you heard about them. Definitely. I, I think I have. They that sounds really. The company sounds familiar. I didn't know that's how yeah. they how they did it though. Okay. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, good group. I mean, they definitely helped out a lot. So I, I would I recommended it to a couple of people, and it, they got them you know situated. And so far, everyone's getting you know a little bit organized. I had a guy that was uh, Desert Storm uh, missing a leg, oh, uh, half his hand, and. Um, he had a, a a heart issue, and so he's going to the VA because he he went through the full twenty years, but he never got his disability rating. He had a ten percent. They rated him ten percent, missing leg, half of, uh, of his left hand, and he had a oh, heart issue. Fuck. Yeah, they gave him ten percent, so he was like, uh, I I, I met him, and he was a uh, uh, he just got out of the hospital. He was in his bed, and I'm talking to his wife, and I was like, well, hopefully VA is taking care of him and stuff like that. She's like. They're not. We're having to pay everything out of pocket. This and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. He has. He had a. He had a. Uh, a bronze star. He had, you know, a couple of purple hearts. The whole nine yards. And I was like, you're telling me, you don't have it? And she's like, no. So I gave him the number. And uh, about two years ago, two years ago, I heard uh, that he got the rating of a hundred percent, and it was backdate as well. And I think that was like 20 years or something like that, that they back paid him. Yeah. So they, finally the family was taken care of. They were living in a, it was a, a one bedroom apartment. It was uh, four of them. Their son just went off to the army and they're just trying to make ends meet. And so it, it, knowing that that's the reason why I've kind of pushed people saying, Hey, if you have nothing, you're trying to figure out some things, trying to see if there's an opportunity for you. Veteran guardians, actually not too bad. I, it's one I can recommend. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. If you get a chance, I would check him out. Just give him a phone call. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Cause six months, I know that might scare a lot of people, but shit, it's like, you already haven't been getting it. So it's six months, you know? Yeah, fuck it. And what, uh, what's an, also another option they gave to, to me and him was that you have, you can do full six months or you can break it into half and then over 12 months. So this way you get a little bit of something over a year. And then after that, you're good. Hmm. But, uh, just to help bring in a little bit of extra cash, you know, I, I was like, that's not a bad idea. That's not good. That's, that sounds like a good option. So, um, yeah, man, there's just so many things. Like, stepping out, I got lucky. Like I said, I got really fucking lucky, man. Veterans Guardian, um, uh, was it HM? I think she was HM Three Cheeks. Sweet, sweet, sweet person that I met in the military. She uh, made sure to have all my medical documents all set. I had, you know, big old stack of that shit. She was like, here's, here's a copy. Here's a second copy as well, too, just in case it gets lost, which actually happened because my dumb ass like, oh, I'll just join again. I'll probably go to the, the Marines. FYI, those assholes wound up losing all my paperwork. I gave it to them to see if I can get back in. They lost it all. I was like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Damn recruiters. <laughs> Always the recruiters. But uh, – yeah, I gave her uh, – I had two copies, luckily, so I had a second uh, you know, deck to work off of, and she was able to make sure – get everything printed out. So we got we to got start making a list, man, for, like, what people need to do before they leave. You know, if you're two years out, one year out, six months, three months, what you need to be ready for, you know? Yeah. 
definitely need to start. I mean, that's something needs to be something, you know, set and ready for those that are like, I'm just doing four or six or whatever. Those last two years, you know, that's something, yeah, we should definitely get organized for some of these peeps, you know? Yeah. I think that's, man. Yeah. Very important. Cause I knew I was getting out my last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I met my now wife or met her just before I uh, came back from deployment. I met her. She was going to college at SDSU and stuff. And, you know, she kind of, that's where I started thinking maybe about life after the Navy. Cause I always thought it was going to be a lifer. I was like, man, I love this yeah. shit. Like I hate it and I love it. Cause it's, I don't know. I, you can't, that type of job is just fucking nuts. It, it's, so, it's so different. It's, it's, you will not have anything like it in the civilian world. No matter you what, fuck around almost all day. Like I feel like I fucked around, yeah. but then when it was time to work, you know, I'd gun gun deck a fucking or needle gun a fucking deck. The yeah, the non skid. I've done that before. I've freaking shine brass. I painted pipes. I've done all the crap that you're supposed to do when <laughs> when you have to do it. Freaking strip and polish floors and all that fun crap. Yeah, but, uh, in a while. You know, fuck. Yeah, it's been a that long time. Sucked. I remember that that strip and polish and clean. I mean, everyone it was it. Everyone's a guaranteed uh, janitor by the time they get out of that military time. You know. Oh yeah. It's I don't know. My weird. wife hates when I mop. I don't know what it is. I told her I was like, I was I'm always like, babe, I've I'm like an expert mopper. She's like, no, I just don't like the way you do it. I'm like, hey, that's the way the military trained me to do it. So exactly. I don't know. It, maybe I was just fucking bullshit in it back then. I don't know. <laughs> But it's funny because, like, even like things that should be serious, you know, like there's rust on the sh- on yeah. something. Like, I'll just paint over it. Hospital white. Like, <laughs> you never Almost saw it. I think I can talk about this stuff now. I think it's <laughs> safe now. It's been almost eleven years. So, uh, oh, yeah, awesome. I think I think all that shit is important, man. Like, because that last year, I knew I was getting out, and I. Man, I procrastinated, and then when it came down to like the last few months, I kind of started shitting myself. I, I'd already got accepted to go to. I was going to uh, junior college uh, nice. when I got out, so nice. I already had that lined up. Um, but man, it's. Uh, I wish I would have definitely saved more money. You know, yeah. got not. I guess you can't really mo- like mentally prepare for the transition, but start looking for jobs months in advance instead of thinking oh i'm just gonna get my gi bill and i can fuck around and figure it out um but that a lot of stuff isn't there i mean i had some pretty good first class pay officers that try to tell me what to do i think i kind of just blew them off i was like oh whatever i i got it yeah man uh like you said i'm I'm lucky i'm lucky where i'm at because i've even had those same questions where or other veteran veteran guys I run into or gals are like, how how do you how how do you seem so happy? How do you get to this point? I'm like, man, I just some of it's luck, and some of it's that I kind of just got over myself and I just started fucking working, man. Like, yeah, you gotta embrace embrace the shit and the grind. You know, it's not embrace easy. Stuff. And no. one of the things I've learned, kind of like we we're talking about earlier, you know, when you get out and you see these guys like kind of like even we have those shit jobs, but you think like, Oh man, look at that person. They, they got it figured out. My wife like changed careers late twenties, early thirties to become a teacher. It's like, nobody has it figured out, man. That's what I learned. 
Like you can be 28, 29 years old, be like, no, what? Fuck the job I have. This is what I really want to do. Like yeah. that's how it is for a lot of people, and it's hard to. I think a lot of veterans think it's only them. Like, oh, it's just me. It's just me. Like this. It's everybody, it's, dude. You know, it's you gotta. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, I really like. I mean, like what you just you mentioned earlier. Like, you know, we we've had so much, you know, experience and world worldly views and things that we've done it's just like now i'm working you know at mcdonald's or i'm you know when i i was doing project management i mean i was literally you know picking up dog shit and uh cleaning up around the dumpsters for the properties that we had to oversee and you know at the time i'm working on my doctorate you know uh you know and right after i did all that i have to change real quick and go go be a professor and so it's just hard. It's so hard to see and remind you constantly having to remind yourself over and over that just embrace the suck, take pride in who you are and what you've done and where you're going, yeah. where you're going is going to be the next and most important piece. Not what you have to do now. This is just your step to, to the big one. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's hard. It's really hard. You know, gosh, man, I, I, the random jobs, the random things we have to do. And, you know, here we are now, you know, you, you run a podcast, I own a coffee company and. But it's the know. same. It kind of reminded me, like you said, somebody asked you like, why, why are you starting a coffee company? It's like, why not? You know, why not? Uh, fuck fuck it. it. If you want to do it, fucking go for it. You know, like that. I've been yeah. asked that even with the, my podcast, like, well, why are you starting a podcast? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of fun to talk to other veterans, man. I kind of get a kick out of it because it's hell yeah, like damn, uh, dude. I want to type you, man. Like I really want to. Like the next one you have, I'm down to come, man. Because this is just this is fun. Like it's just accepting it. You know that's so cool, dude. I'm so glad you're doing this, man. I mean, it it shows so many perspectives within the military. You know, you have people that are going to be like, man, fuck the military. Don't ever join it. That's the worst thing. And then you're going to have people saying, I have some of the most important people that I have met through the military, the career and things that I learned have prepared me for my next step in my future. And yeah. so, dude, that's so cool. I mean, what what was has been your favorite person to talk to on on your cat or your, your podcast so far? Oh, shit. Damn, that's a tough one, man. There's been a <laughs> lot of good ones. Um, shit. There's been some like tearjerker ones where some guys have told me about some things that have happened within yeah. the family or friends. Um, but man, like my favorite person, holy fuck. I've had a couple. If I were to, I guess I could name a couple. If I had to pick, starting from the top, um, Mark Stefanchin, he's probably one of my favorite ones, if not my favorite. Actually, his shirt company is one of the ones popping up back here. Yeah, uh, he donates all his all his sales, all his proceeds to PT, PTSD and mental health stuff. He was in the army. Hell yeah, cool ass yeah. fucking dude. I was like the first person I've talked to where I kind of had a different take on like what it means to be a veteran and like what certain yeah. people go through because he went through some hard shit when he was in the in the army. Yeah, um, yeah. and then just recently, um, what's his name? Dave Gambone. I had on who was in the army. Man, he he's had a, I think he said eleven people that commit that he knows that have committed suicide. Yeah, and 
that's kind of why he started his foundation uh minus 22 and his was uh that one his was tear jerking but at the same time just a, a really good dude you know and um like he got medically discharged as well. And he was saying how hard it was. Cause he went through like having to get lawyers and it was really messy for him to get out. And then to still, I think a lot of people, a lot of veterans that does mentally break them down and they end up, you know, going down that path of drugs, alcohol, and then like maybe yeah. even committing suicide. So for him to still be there and like driving the narrative, like, Hey, you're not alone. You know, we yeah. got this program where he, he wants to get like housing built or houses built for veterans and communities. It's like, holy shit, dude. Oh, the yeah. fact that you can take something bad, a bad experience or or whatever it is, or um, stories, relationships that you had with people who have co- committed suicide and turn it into something great. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I think that shit's yeah. impressive. And it's, those probably been my, the two that stand out right away when I think of like, um, just like the way it made me feel, you know, it was like, damn, it really hit home. Cause it's different perspectives. Cause yeah. I mean, I didn't, I've never lost anybody to suicide or anything like that or any close friends or known anybody that died while serving. Um, so I was like, damn, I thought, you know, they, like he had a really good outlook on being a veteran and like kind of finding balance because he's like man you got when you're you join you're just a civilian just a, a, a person you know a yeah. normal person he's like but then you become a soldier or military member whatever it is you know he's like when you get out he's like you forgot that you're a civilian at one point but now you're becoming a civilian again he's like the hardest part he believes that and i kind of agree with him with this is finding like those two people like the person you were before and the person you are now Yes. And emerging them into this new person. Like you're not military anymore. You're a civilian again. So you got to kind of remember how to do what you used to do before you joined and merge it with what you know and your experience and your skill set now. And it's yeah. fucking true, I think. Oh, yeah. It took me a oh, long yeah. time to get to this point. Yeah. yeah. I I completely agree. I mean, I won't lie, I always kind of wash over a lot of the things that happened, but uh I mean, they were important things. Like, I mean, I've had to deal with some really interesting things as a detainee transportation. Like, I mean, from, I mean, murderers to no shit, sex trafficking. Um, yeah, like the whole nine yards. I've had to deal with that for domestic and, or, or for, you know, including military is what I usually also bring up. And that's, mm-hmm always a shocker to see like all the things that we've had and um it it sucks to see all that but then it's also a reminder of you know you got to definitely do something in this world because there's a lot of bad in this world and a lot of things that can make things really difficult but you got to make it you got to you got to show your 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 star and who you are in this world and, and make it make it a better one that's for sure um always kind of like a hard way to explain it but like just you gotta you gotta be who you want to be in this world and that's so cool that we get to do what we had that opportunity now it sucks i wish i could have done this the minute i got out (laughs) you know yeah yeah i know what you mean i i Uh, joke about the all time with my wife i'm like man i wish i would have started this 10 years ago i was like fuck maybe i would be on like some major platforms and shit i was like i just started this 
Yeah. I started it up this year and it wasn't, it's funny cause I didn't originally want it to be a military thing. I, I just kind of wanted to shoot shit with people. Like I had my brother on a couple yeah. guys from high school and then I had a veteran on, I was like, Oh man, like it kind of like flipped the gears for me. I was like, maybe this is what I should be doing, man. This is so fucking yeah. cool. Talking to veterans and yeah. all these different perspectives. Like your story is totally different than everybody else I've talked to. I think I'm, this is going to be fuck what 24 25 episodes in so nice. it's like everything's different you know everybody has different but then kind of the same you know that's what's so so cool about it and uh i know you could relate to this like just anybody in the military that you talk to it's almost like you can just talk to them man like you can pick yes. up and just shoot the shit regardless of what branch you were in yeah. you can make fun of them and it's like whatever it's fucking fun and games like i've had a couple of marine exactly. friends and they're like, oh, you guys are pussies, you know, you guys are in the Navy. I was like, hey, man, I just dropped your ass off and said, good luck, you know. <laughs> I got, like, family uh, uh, that I, that my wife has, and they're Marines, and I'm always like, hey, buddy. He's like, don't worry, man, I brought some snacks. Uh, I got uh, Crayola. I got, you know, like, stupid things just to make jokes, and you can have that fun. And you brought up another thing. Like, I didn't really notice how – having this experience of military uh, service to where now these people are really involved. Like until I started doing the whole coffee company, everyone's like, Oh yeah, I served this. I did that. I did this. And next thing you know, it's like, as if we're friends. And my wife is always like, she's like, you just start talking. You guys just all start hanging out. I'm like, yeah, like, it's just, you know, cause we, you know, we, we all, you know, went through something that was different. We didn't go to college. We didn't just, start working with the job, we kind of went and reached out for something different that only a handful of people do in this world. And mm -hmm. they understand. And like the, 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 uh, uh, the guy from Miami that works, that was an officer now, or, or was doing a, uh, bagging. I just met him, uh, like two weeks ago or we, I'm sorry, last week, last week, I just met him and he now me and him, we're texting and everything and shooting shit. Like as if we've been hanging out for fucking months, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's, it's cool. Like you, you, he was, he actually brought it up in the, uh, our meeting. Cause it was a, you know, veterans week, uh, last weekend mm -hmm. on Friday, uh, JP Morgan was nice enough to give us like this dinner and everything. And he was like, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm not gonna lie. He's like, this is really good. Are we talking about he's like he's like no one will understand you know the things that i had to do or the things that you had to do unless we we've gone through it and he's like thank you he's like thank you for just talking and i was like fuck yeah bro let's do this like when you <laughs> hang out we'll go get a beer and he was like dude i really want to i really want to have a beer with you i was like fuck yeah man that's awesome and i just met this guy you know uh i don't want to say his name but now we're yeah, like it's it's that that experience. Like it's just such a different one than what you can do at college or uh, trade school or a, a trade that you're working with. I mean, it's just such a different world that you, you now you're part of a brotherhood. Yeah, you know? and it's it's super true. Like, um, okay, it's funny when I I remember I, I think I kind of got lecture. I think this might have been me getting in trouble and slightly a lecture at the same time from one of my chiefs. Uh, he had told me, um, he's like, "Hey, you, the guys you're hanging out with right now, you think are your your, your best friends?" He's like, "But your best friends are ones you grew up with." And I and I was like, "I don't know," because now that I'm out, 
and like at my wedding everybody that was there basically were all my buddies from the navy they're all my groomsmen um like my best friend who i talk to almost every day who you know who's in navy it's like i don't know and my wife knows them too so it's like we got this like kind of a family because we all met each other at the same or she met uh, myself and my buddies all around the same time and it's like i don't know man it's like if I were to go back in time, I'd tell that dude, like, I don't fucking know. I wouldn't say, hey, chief, I don't fucking know about that. But, <laughs> you know, it it's different, man. It's it's a totally yeah. different, totally different thing. Like, my best friend and I were just shooting the shit. And he was like, man, no, I hate the most. Because, like, he, he works for an oil company now. And he's like, this guy didn't relieve him from, like, his, his shift till like, super late, like an hour late. He's like, remember that shit when you're in the Navy, man? He's like, we're on fucking watch, and the guy wouldn't fucking show up on time. I was like, dude, I forgot all about that. He's like, that's my biggest fucking pet peeve, man. He's like, fucking show up on time, damn it. And I'm like, I felt bad. I was like, no shit. I was like, that's something I totally forgot. And man, when you have like that balls to four watch, and it's like fucking yeah. five in the morning now, and you're like, dude, like, where the fuck is this guy? Like, wake up. Like, <laughs> yeah, get your ass over here. You're. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to go home so I can go get some hours, you know, or I, yeah, I get that one, man, you know, and again, people just, it's such a weird world that we were a part of, man. So, you know, I just, I, I this has kind of just been my way of it, you know, staying with the, with the peeps and everyone that I know. And, you know, I, I sell the coffee and I give it to the nonprofits, but I also get the opportunity to talk to my buddies and you know hey thank you so much for the support man it's actually going to help out for a thanksgiving feast for uh, a veteran nonprofit organization like, oh man i'm so glad i was able to do it coffee was great i'm like fuck yeah and having a long conversation and talking to him now about you know how his life is how his kids are you know it's such a it, it's cool it's a cool cool little thing that we got going on for you, you got yours i got mine and yeah, it is it awesome. is it's such a cool thing, man. Like, um, like, man, just saying about now, even the guy lower t- from lower 22 vets, him yeah. and I just recorded another thing yesterday. And it's, it's kind of funny because him and I kind of laugh now. Like, I didn't even know who he was to yeah. start this year. Now we've talked multiple times. We are always yeah. messaging each other. Same thing with uh, Mark uh, Stefanson from Left Foot, Right Foot. Like, yeah, we're yeah. always messaging each other and, like, like check. Like, there was a time, man, I hadn't, he hadn't posted anything in a while. Uh, Mark and uh, I had texted him. I was like, "Dude, where?" Or I messaged him. I was like, "Are you okay, dude?" I was like, "I haven't seen yeah. anything from you in a while." Yeah. And he's like, oh, "Thanks for checking in." He's like, "No, I'm just on vacation." I was like, "Oh, cool, you know." But yeah, I'm sure you're okay though. Yeah, it's like a weird thing that has, like you said, I, I didn't really have a veteran community until I started this, started the podcast. Kind of like I'm sure you've experienced yeah. Uh, yeah. starting your your coffee company and. Um, oh, yeah. other avenues that you've worked in you know yeah it it's i've been digging it man because like you know these nonprofits, like same thing oh uh, project 22 uh sean nice guy loved the death he helped out with getting the t-shirts and stuff like that that we got going on and he stopped posting for a while and everything i was like what's going on brother so i, I gave him a phone call say like, hey man just checking in making sure you're okay he's like dude he's like i've been through the ringer and uh i was like what's going on man let's just sit down and talk for a minute and he's out in tennessee you know i'm here in san diego and you know just checking in and 
next thing you know, I, I, you know, I got a lot of respect for this guy. This guy, he, uh, he works for uh, the police department, um, runs this nonprofit while also trying to start a side business to hopefully transition out of the police department into his, his thing. And but just the whole process of everything that's been going on. And it was just good to actually like my little community now, you know, Hey man, just checking in. You know, I was doing a donation real quick. I saw that you haven't posted in over a month. Same thing. Just mm-hmm. checking in. And he was like, yeah, just, he let it, he let it out for a minute. And I was just like, dude, I'm thank you for letting it out. Thank you for talking to me, man. And, you know, he, uh, on our wedding, he said, congratulations as well. So he couldn't make it, but I still wanted to you know, let him know. Like, you know, we appreciate you, bro. And, uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's this world, little, our little worlds now that we got for our communities. And, you know, we get to find a way to connect and still, you know, help support the ones that need the the support and kind of give people an opportunity to have a voice, you know, mm-hmm. so you especially, you especially, that's so awesome. Oh, I'm hoping so. I mean, like I said, this is still, man, it's pretty new for me. Uh, it's funny because my best friend and I had actually made two episodes a couple years ago. Yeah. He was still in the Navy at the time and then we just stopped. It was just hard to ever continuously get it going you know he's in louisiana and shit or he, i think he was stationed in virginia at the time so yeah, it was yeah. like Fuck, three hour difference and he's going out to sea a lot and it was like okay yeah. we just the time's never available but uh yeah yeah so I, I went by a few years not doing it and then yeah started back up in th- this past april i think and I, man i really hope it becomes something that it will not it like will. uh like i was telling my wife i don't care if i ever make money off of it it's not that's not my goal for it, but I, I hope it gets to a lot of veterans and just whoever. It could be regular folks. Too. It can be just your your average Joe. Because um, I think there's some cool insight if you're in, interested in what veterans go through, the mindset of a veteran, the challenges that that yeah. we all face, different different things. You're like, hey, I wonder what they go through. You know, I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and then same thing, vice versa. If there's veterans out there that can like tune into an episode or something like holy crap yeah, i'm going through the same shit this person's going through but yeah. look they made it so there is some light like I hope there's yeah. some positive stuff to be taken from it more than anything you know hell yeah yeah that's that's one reason why like the minute you brought up this whole like if you want to do a podcast i was like yeah there's nothing but positive like that i've always seen coming from podcasts and stuff and i mean i've even thought about doing one as well too i i uh i it, it's a stupid one but i think it would be fun just to do is uh I was going to call it the journal review where, you know, Dr. Para and uh, I got a couple other guys that I know that are also like, you know, they got their doctorates, but when you go through a doctorate, you have a journal review or you have, you have your, your dissertation and your dissertation Mm -hmm. is, you know, you know, fancy writing and, you know, Mm -hmm. words that have apostrophes in them and shit, you know, all types of crazy stuff that no one, not even us can really even understand. And so I've always thought it would be cool to have like a podcast where, you know, a couple of doctors say like, break it down Barney style, you know, let's tell me about your dissertation as, as if I'm fucking eight years old, let's hear it. And kind of just give an opportunity for people to, you know, learn a little bit about something that's currently, you know, peer reviewed research. That's the, at the forefront of what's going on in our society and anyone can understand it. That's what I was thinking. So you know, I, you, uh, you, I'm not gonna lie, you inspired me. And I, now that I'm starting to, I got the whole setup and everything going on here. I got, you know, the floodlights, I got the mics. And so 
I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'll, I'll, I'll be on your level somewhere along the line because that sounds like fun too. Man, my level's still super low. Like, I, I have to shift furniture around in my bedroom to make it work. But, uh, <laughs> and it's big furniture, so it's not, it's not easy. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like we we're joking. I was like, man, our next house, I told my wife, I was like, our next house, I need like, because our office, used to be or our office is now our son's room because we have two kids at the time we yeah. only had one when we moved here so he took over the office and our daughter took over his his old room so nice. it's like man it's like our next house we gotta have four bedrooms so like i just want like a cool little studio area where i can just i don't have to move shit i don't have to constantly take it away i can just sit down and be ready Hell to rock oh yeah uh, yeah my my ultimate goal it's something i've tossed around with a, a couple of times like I would love to have like a I don't know how you even do this stuff, but like to have an actual radio station type thing where because I drive a lot for work, I'm in the car all the time. I listen to a lot of sports talk and you know music and shit like that. But like the other, uh, it hit me a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I'm just sitting here listening to guys talk about sports. It'd be cool that turn into like a station. And it's different veteran topics for a lot of different three hours, two hour time frames. You know, like. Yeah, just talking about different shit. Like you're a veteran with the business. How if you're a veteran, what are the steps that you need to take to utilize certain loans and yeah, uh, how to start an LLC and start marketing, get all the necessary tools to start a business and manage it, yeah, grow yeah. it. Because I don't know how to do that stuff, but man, if I were a veteran, I'm like thinking about it. I know there's certain loans out there that you can utilize, but I don't know the oh, depth yeah. of that. Oh yeah, stuff like that, real estate. You know, obviously your mental health type topics yeah. are a lot of hours. Yeah. That's where I hope to get this thing eventually. Yeah. Uh, man, I'll, I'm crossing fingers, saying some prayers in the meantime, man. Because, yeah, I think uh, you're you're on to something for sure. This is this is good. It's it's just a good way to for you know the veteran community to understand like, hey, there's you're not the only one. First of all, going through the bullshit. Second, we're here to support you. Three reach for the stars, you know, and you're, you're giving that opportunity and that voice. So yeah, just thank you, man. appreciate this. I really do. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Um, yeah. So right before we wrap up here, I was going to ask you, is there any last like pieces of advice you'd give to anybody, um, you know, thinking about even starting a business? Like what's that piece of uh, advice you'd give to that, that veteran coming out? Uh, Oh, wow. Definitely set yourself up to where you're financially organized, if possible, but still go. Just start. You know, do whatever you can financially to get the ball moving, but don't hold off. Just start. And, you know, LLC and everything comes down the road. Like, I didn't LLC until... I think I was already like a solid like eight months in and already I, I was dumping, you know, buying equipment and this and that and, you know, posting and whatnot. Uh, logistics were going crazy. And, and that's when I, I did, you know, I was like, okay, well, just in case, because I don't want to get in trouble, separate myself from the business. If uh, God forbid something was ever to happen, so we don't get in trouble. Uh, but yeah, just go, just, just do it. It definitely Google's going to be your best friend. If you uh, can, if you do go and get established as an LLC and everything, uh, the best, 
best step that I say that was definitely a way to help expand us into a little bit more uh, chambers of commerce. Uh, at least in California, it gave us a lot of opportunity to get uh, like grants, um, uh, being involved with the communities, uh, farmers markets, you know, all this stuff. Uh, literally, I was getting people contacting me because, oh, uh, we saw your information on the Chamber of Commerce. We wanted to need some help for a grand opening. would like to have some coffees and tea set up. What time? I'll be there. Uh, but, you know, it, it downside is, of course, it's everything is going to cost, you know. But the biggest thing is, is that it's you're investing in yourself. This is an investment for yourself. This is a, a business that's your name and you can do whatever you want with it. That's the best part is that I have no bosses above me. And, you know, I if I want to give out some free coffee or if I want to help out, you know, more for the community instead of putting it towards the business, I could do that. I have that opportunity. It's my decision. It's my choice. And I take pride in all of that too. So it's tell if I tell anyone, just do what you can to be financially organized to get the ball moving ish. And then the rest just, it will happen along the way. And if it doesn't, guess what? It, you did, you tried, you did the one thing, which was actually try a lot of people, I mean, you know it, I know it. There's just people that are, are are dreamers. And it's a it's good to have a dream, but it's only a dream until it's actually put onto pin and uh moved uh put into motion. Uh so if you're doing it, you know, go go ahead and go for it. You know, LLC, 200 bucks through uh legal zoom, uh filing with the city, that was an, another hundred bucks. But you still gotta, you know post online you still got to be involved and you got to have that passion and value to understand that that's yours it's your it's your child it's your baby you know so take pride in it and accept the road that comes along the way um and yeah uh yeah it's been fun it's been fun <laughs> yeah i appreciate it again um do you, is the website veteransbrewingcompany.com as well yes, is that where all right yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, and so for anyone that does happen to uh, to buy any coffees or teas from us, uh, uh, pretty much almost all the profits go to veteran nonprofit organizations. Uh, we're going to be giving some to uh, Veteran Suicide Awareness Project. Uh, Vita, she runs that, an amazing woman that does a, a lot of stuff go, uh, with uh, with veterans. She's actually in uh, Riverside, so not oh, too nice. far from you, brother. Yeah, she's close. Um, yeah, yeah, she's a sweetheart. She just got—I think she just got engaged. I know she's pregnant. She's she's trying to make something of herself. She's gone through a lot, and uh, definitely would recommend them. We were also with uh, Project Twenty Two as well, um, and I'm I'm just now going to start hooking up uh, a Vet Paw, which is a veteran organization for a veteran nonprofit organization that helps support uh, poaching prevention in Africa. So we uh, we're doing what we can. So I'll make sure to get. Let's see. I'll do it. I'll call it the uh, the Berm Show thirty, and I'll give you guys a thirty percent off uh, for the next six months as well. Too. I'll uh, I'll make that up for you. Okay. The Berm's Show, one word. All right. All right. I'll thirty uh, percent off for the for the next six months. So this way, any listeners that happen to to want to just try something out. I mean, we do uh, small batch coffees, uh, small batch teas as well. And uh, it's all for a good cause. Good coffee for a good cause. Oh yeah, yeah. Send me that. Send me that so I can uh, post it up too, and 
get people to, to go over there and check out your coffee and buy some stuff. I mean, for anybody that does buy it too, the espresso smiles back at you. I've never seen that. Every time I'm, every time I make a freaking espresso, I just I look in there and I crack up because I make caramel macchiatos. I'm bougie, you know. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I look in there and I'm like, damn, look at this thing smiling back at me. It's like this thing's just like drink me. <laughs> hell yeah, brother! Hell yeah, man! Just for that, I'm gonna throw you another bag. I'm gonna get that. Get that right no, I need it. You gotta I get that. It. I ran out, man. I I made my last my last one today, so. <laughs> oh I'll man, I got to throw your way, okay? <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. it, Daniel. Uh, you have a good one, man. I can't wait yeah. to see what else you guys got. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Thanks, man. You take care of yourself, though, okay? Oh, you too. Thank you.